What's going on coaches? Really excited. We are about to start fall camp for the season. Had a great week with the freshmen. Now excited to get with the varsity and junior varsity kids. Uh, Coach Walls just put up a new uh, video up on RTP Premium, which is at runthepower.com, all about RPO double moves and screen pumps in the play action pass game. So uh, make sure you guys go over there, subscribe to runthepower.com on our website so you can see those videos and many, many more on RTP Premium. Again, if you need us, it's at runthepower.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Team Builder. Team Builder has recently launched a full year, 52-week football strength and conditioning program that comes free with any Team Builder free trial. Team Builder provides strength and conditioning software to high schools around the country. Whether you write your own programs, have a full-time strength coach, or need training programs, Team Builder can make your program better. Right now, Team Builder is offering a full year, 52-week football strength and conditioning program that, again, is free with any Team Builder free trial. Visit their website and make sure you enter the code RTP to get their 52-week training program and start your 14-day free trial at teambuilder.com, which is T-E-A-M-B-U-I-L-D-R.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Legend Rings. As coaches, we all know the best way to represent our big win is with the championship ring, and the team at Legend Rings wants to help you celebrate your regional and state championship title this season. Their goal is to make your championship ring purchase simple, easy, and affordable from design to delivery. Check them out at legendrings.com or email info at legendrings.com to get started. Let them know that Run the Power sent you, and they will make your ring for free. Again, go check them out at legendrings.com. This episode of the RTP podcast is brought to you by our guys over at Just Play. The team at Just Play hooked us up with their product, as you guys know, uh, and it's been a game changer for us. If you've seen us on Twitter or uh, have talked to us about this at all. We obviously especially love the playbook tools that allow us to create our favorite blocking schemes, as you guys know, power, counter, inside zone, pin and pull, uh, and formation, so we can save time and be more productive. That's the biggest part. Saves time on defenses, saves time on, on inputting offensive uh, formations, and then easy to draw the play out. Just Play is a limited time offer for RTP listeners only. Get my Just Play Pro for $120, which is an unbelievable $60 off the normal list price. Uh, this offer has been extended uh, and won't last forever. You can get this deal at JustPlaySolutions.com slash RTP. The best playbook tool on the market at JustPlaySolutions.com slash RTP. Don't wait, go do it today. On this episode of RTP brought to you by Legend Rings, we talk with my good friend and mentor, Jay Wilkinson. Coach Wilk is the OC and quarterbacks coach at Fayetteville High School in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Listen as we talk with Coach Wilk about his coaching days in Oklahoma at Jinx with Coach Trimble and myself and Coach Alexander. We also have some great conversations about the variety and diversity of offenses he has coached and coordinated to win multiple state titles, ranging from 21-22 personnel I-formation runs and play-action passes to the air raid and run and shoot. Finally, we discuss building and managing your football staff to maximize talent and resources. You can follow Coach Wilk on Twitter at jwilkinson. Hope you guys enjoy. Well, 
Well, uh, we'll go ahead and get it started like we always do. Wilk, obviously, we know you, and um, we'll try to condense the the where you've been and what you've been up to because uh, you got a lot of it. But <laughs> but um, I have to say the rest of the nation knows who he is too. <laughs> Everyone knows, but <laughs> I don't know if we can go through every place you've been. I was trying to explain that to our staff. I'm like, we might have to have like two, two segments of this. I mean, the first hour might be everywhere I've been, and then the second hour might be the podcast. Might be actually talking on it. And the coolest part to me, for real, is how different the offenses have been at each one. Um, almost polar opposites, it seems. But uh, how we always start it is is let you kind of introduce yourself to everyone else as far as, um, you know, where you've been, uh, playing days, how that got you into coaching, and, and how that brought you to where you are now uh, up in Arkansas. Well, similar to you guys, you know, grow, when I was little, first starting out, my dad was a coach, and then he got out and got into administration. Um, you know, just uh, that kind of started my love for the game. I remember when I was little, you know, mom loading me up and going to games. Uh, at one point, I was a ball boy until I got fired because I didn't get the water bottles out on a timeout. My dad made me go sit with my mom in the stands. That was kind of <laughs> embarrassing. But uh, so left there and, and left Stroud, Oklahoma, and went to, to TU and, and was on a track scholarship, walked on the football team. And uh, we were a wishbone team in Stroud. And, and Coach Rader was the head coach at TU and kind of was no huddles, spreading around, throwing it. You know, him kind of having a passing game mind, kind of opened my eyes to you know, something different. So I'm like, you know, I, I want to coach and, I, you know, I want to get into the family business, coaching and teaching. And so I transferred out to Northwestern Oklahoma State University out in Alva, which is kind of like a, uh, it, it was the best thing for me because it was three hours from my home. And it's kind of like, hey, you need to play football and get an education. And so um, got, uh, got got into coaching from there. And like I said, I wouldn't make it too, uh, too crazy, but uh you know, I, I, I got on at Shawnee with the guy that was from Stroud, Oklahoma. I was lucky Gary Higgins was looking for a coach and hired me. And, uh, you know, we were there, got married, and uh, I was able to, to get on at Jinx uh, with Coach Tremble. And it kind of, you know, set me on a course. You know, I mean, obviously having that Jinx on your resume, I mean, especially, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, I mean, everybody kind of perked up when they saw that. And so it just it opened a ton of doors for me. Uh, I've been about everywhere in the Tulsa area that you guys can imagine. You know, I've been a head coach at Metro Christian in Coweta. I've been at Broken Arrow, two different stints as the offensive coordinator. Uh, I spent a little time at uh, UCO, Division II school in uh, Edmond, Oklahoma, as the uh, offensive coordinator in, in a one-year stint as the head coach at uh, Edmond Deer Creek. And then, uh, you know, got got back to BA working, working obviously, with you, Rowdy, Coach Alexander in um, 2017, and I kind of probably, uh, probably, probably my fault because I decided, you know, hey, I'm going to kind of grow some roots here and get my kids out of school and all that, and so kind of made that decision. And about three days later, we got fired. <laughs> so, <you know? laughs> so I was like, hey, I remember having a conversation with my wife. Hey, I'm pretty content here. You know, I like working with all these guys. Like, hey, I think. It's just going to be the place for me. It's like one year I'm going to update my resume and then go to work on Monday and we get fired. So, uh, you know, obviously, like all you guys, we talked about it, not really knowing what, you know, we were going to do. And, uh, it's crazy. I get a call the very next morning on my way to work. And, uh, it's, you know, Casey Dick at Fayetteville and 
and uh, had no relationship with Casey at all. I've been to Fayetteville a couple times for seven on seven, and, you know, seen him on film a few times, and, and it just kind of blossomed into this deal where now I'm the office coordinator at Fayetteville, Arkansas, first time out of the state of Oklahoma, and uh, we're, uh, we start practice here in a few days and ready to hit the ground running. So, like I had already said, the, the part was so crazy to me was you've been through as a coordinator, not like an assistant coach. As a coordinator, you've been through so many different offenses. Um, and, I, you know, at Jinx, I, would have, I think you guys were a, a pretty heavy personnel team. Um, you kind of made your mark – not made your mark because I guess you did at Jinx, but you kind of flipped the script on everyone and went to, uh, you know – the t- Tony Franklin type system. I don't know if you call it air aid or spread or, or whatever. You kind of went to that and started putting up huge numbers, uh, put up huge numbers at Broken Arrow and and won a bunch of games at, at places that people hadn't won before. Uh, and then we hear that you're coming back to Broken Arrow and and all I've known you as is the guy that's throwing around and spread and go and and uh, you get to Broken Arrow, and then you go back to a, a heavy personnel, 21, 22, we're in 12, we're shifting and motioning and, and things that I would assume you didn't do a whole lot the, the years before. And then and then now you go and, and have your own spin at Fayetteville um, from Broken Arrow. Has Is that something that you just – you were always, as a coach, always about just finding ways to put your best players out there? Was that more about, hey, we've got – I'm going to some certain places that, you know, Jinx was already at the top of the mountain, but everywhere else definitely wasn't. Was that I'm going to places, so we got to be different. How did you get into being so comfortable changing so drastically your offense? Uh, I think, you know, I mean, obviously cutting my teeth for Coach Tremble. I mean, he kind of had a, a way of doing things. I mean, you know, a lot of the terminology, even when I was there, was back when he was the offensive coordinator before, you know, when the – in the mid nineties. And so, uh, you know, I mean, it was, he had a, he had a recipe for winning football and we were going to play, you know, very, very good defense. We were going to line up and knock people off the football. And and so, you know, I think that was kind of, you know, obviously that was my second job. That was my first coordinator job, but that was kind of the system I was raised in. Um, And then, you know, when I took the head job at Metro Christian, it was like, okay, we had one guy on our team over 200 pounds. <laughs> and so we weren't going to knock anybody off the ball, you know. <laughs> we were going to have to try to win games, you know, 52 to 49 and all that stuff. And so uh, – and then that just kind of bled into most of my jobs from that time were kind of, you know, that style. I mean, we were kind of the underdog, maybe didn't have, you know, the, the ingredients for that. and and so, uh, you know, I think over time, it just kind of, you know, you get labeled a certain way. And that was one of the things when I came back and interviewed with Dave, he's like, the first question, he was like, okay, how's this going to work? You know, I'm an old line guy. I believe in line of running football at people. And I'm like, well, Dave, I get you. Like, my biggest deal is, like, I want to win. Like, above all, like, you know, I, at one point, you know, when you're young, we, we get into stats. It's like, man, I want to, you know – throw for you know this many yards and that and and, and now I guess now as I'm you know kind of older I'm kind of more towards the old timers hallway instead of the new guys hallway it's like I just want to figure out a way to win a football game and um, you know obviously visiting with Dave a couple times and him kind of laying out you know he had kind of the same recipe as you guys know it's kind of what Alan did at Jinx it's like listen hey we're gonna line up 
we're going to be very, you know, tough on defense, aggressive. And I want to line up and knock people off the football, take care of the ball. And, and so, you know, and obviously a recipe that worked. I mean, we kind of, you know, that, that first year was interesting. Um, but, you know, 2018, we got turned around with 13-0. and 0 and, and, you know, I think, I mean, that was the perfect recipe. I mean, we for what you guys did up front and the talent that we had, I mean, it was, it was awesome to line up and, you know, try to run power about 30 times a game and just, you know, break people's will. And so, you know, now I'm at Fayetteville and it's kind of interesting. Now it goes back the other way. It's like, you know, Casey's like, when we're talking, he's like, now when I watch all this broken arrow film, you guys are like in 21 personnel, 22. And like, I don't know if we have any tight ends on campus right now. I'm like, well, I can do it the other way too. I promise you. So, uh, it's funny, you know, when I got there talking to kids, like the, the some of the wide receivers were like, Coach, we looked you up, and there were like a couple games, you only threw the ball nine times. I'm like, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll get it figured out, you know. So, uh, but no, it, it's been good. And I think, you know, um, sometimes, and this is going to sound kind of weird, but when whenever I came to VA like in 17, I mean, it was pretty refreshing to go back to that. As, as you know, I mean, like it was kind of, almost learning football all over again. I mean, I know it hadn't changed a bunch, but like, you know, for us to go study the people that we studied and, and kind of, you know, as people don't know this, but like when we first started, I mean, it was like, we all met up there on a Saturday and I don't know what you guys' expectations were, but it started out like, okay, hey, like I remember asking you like, okay, what's our run game going to look like? You know, what do you guys think we need? And then you, of course, being Johnny on the spot, you throw up, you know, a PowerPoint and you're like, hey, here's, you know, what we need to run power-wise, one help of power, two help of power. And I'm like, this is great, perfect. What are we going to call it? And, you know, and so it was a blank slate and we kind of built that thing. And, and uh, you know, I think that's in a perfect world, that's kind of the way to do it. You know, if, if you, you know, have confidence in your staff and your head coach and, you know, because like all you guys had been there and seen the people and I was brand new to that deal, you know? And so it was like, crap, I'm going to, I'm going to come in here and lean on these guys. And, you know, again, it's, one of those deals that you know I try to tell head coach all the time like you just paint the picture in my mind of kind of what you want it to be and then let me go to work and and you know we'll try to find ways to win games kind of with that recipe I've always liking it kind of you know you listen to the Belichick's and Saban's talk about it you know you come into a, a new situation they're going to let the OC do his thing but at the same time you know they have to learn Nick Saban's defense and they have to call it you know stubby call it stump you know, the same with, with Belichick, the guys that come in, they put their, their, their fingerprints on it, but you know, they're still going to call it the same thing just because, Hey, we're going to be able to, to communicate. Uh, but I, I always find that I think to me that the best OCs do that. It's like, Hey man, I don't care what we call it as long as we're all on the same page and then let's figure out the best ways to go win football games. Yeah. I think, you know, I think the big thing, I, I just, you know, I know sometimes like, and again, I, I'm thinking back to myself, like when I was young and, you know, some places maybe I went and it's like, hey, here's the install schedule. Here's how we're going to do it. I mean, it was almost like to a detail, like, hey, here's how Jay Wilson wants to do it. And I think back now and it's like, you know, that, you know, now by giving people ownership, I feel like, you know, they feel like they've got a hand in it. Now when they go talk to their position group, I mean, you know, it's not, well, hey, here's what the OC wants to do. It's like, hey, here's what we're doing. Like, here's how we're going to win football games. And everybody's kind of a, a part of the plan and again I think it's just maybe just you know me going through it now I think I count up like this is my eighth fall install of an offense per install of an offense and so through through trial and error maybe I'm a little bit closer to perfecting it. I think one of the things we did a lot at Broken Arrow was was we were 
and and almost sometimes to a scary fault, um, we were fine with going for it on fourth and reasonable downs. I mean, to a point where we didn't think we were, and then all of a sudden, you know, Dave's like, we're going for it, fine. You know, I want a first down. Um, and, and I think that kind of allowed us to be different on third down. And then, we, you know, we also had to be able to be successful when it was fourth down. Is that – obviously, that came down to a little bit of Dave, but is that how you've always been? Is that how you've always thought on fourth down? And then knowing you've got a coach that fourth down – I mean, you could be going fourth down eight times that, that game that you've got to really build and feel comfortable going into that Friday with what your fourth down plays are, or is it a, a feeling in the game type deal for you? I think a little bit of both. Uh, you know, I think when, like, I was the head coach, uh, you know, at some of the places and, like, you know, again, kind of us being the underdog, feeling like maybe we need to take chances. I was a little bit more apt to go for it, you know. Um, I think, you know, when I've worked with other people like Trim and, 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 and Dave, you know, it's kind of been a, a feel for the game, like how's our defense playing, where are we at in the game, that type of deal. and. I think that's probably why, you know, we were so surprised in the state championship game when we are expecting to punt or kick a field goal. And Dave's like, hey, I would really like to score a touchdown right here. And we're like, oh, crap, here we go. We better get a good play call right here. The game's on the line. So, uh, but I think, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, um, I think you just get a feel for. And, you know, I think um, Dave was pretty open about like, hey, we're, you know, we're going to go for it here. And then, you know, I think also sometimes, you know, you get in that mode, but then, you know, if the defense is playing well and you've got to lead and, you know, sometimes it's a, it's a big game. It's like, Hey, we're going to punt it right here. And I know offensively sometimes we're like, golly, you know, I wish, you know, we've had this trend of going for it on fourth down, but, you know, again, I think the, the whole deal is, is, you know, team football and winning football games. And when your defense has got the hot hand, you know, Hey, let's don't, you know, even if we've got a really good thing on third and four and we mess it up and get the ball at midfield, it might get them back in the football game. Whereas if we punt, now they got to go 80 or 85. And, you know, that's going to be tough sledding. And so, you know, I think, I think, you know, it just, it's kind of a field deal. I've always kind of as a head coach been a little bit more aggressive, but again, I haven't ever really been anywhere where, you know, we had the best dudes. So it was like, if we could steal a possession here, there, you know, we were always going to try to take it. I remember one time at Toledo, we went for it and I had fans in the stands hollering like, it was like fourth and deep in the middle of the field. And they're like hollering at me, it's fourth down, coach. It's fourth down. I'm like, yeah, I got I got it. We're fixing the dial up this post right here for a first down. Sit down, be quiet. We got this, you know. So, but it, it took them a little while to get used to this. That my first year there. I thought I thought another thing you did so well was um, you know, kind of listening to like like a, a hard-headed guy like me. You had like things you wanted to do, obviously. And, and if it was really important, we did it, you know, it's your offense and, and we did it, but there were some things that you liked and probably liked quite a bit that I'll just say like me, for example, hated. I don't like this. I hate it for whatever reason. And there's a lot of guys that they don't care. Hey, I'm, we're going to do it anyways. It's what I want to do. And, and I'm sure there were things in the offense that we've done that you're like, you know, it doesn't matter. We need to get it done this way. And that's how it goes. But you seemed extremely open to, you know, guys that, man, I, I just don't, you know, like I said, I hate this. Is there any, can we not do it? I don't want to do it. And you being like, okay, let's find something else to do. Let's find another way to do it. Or, you know, you'd find clever ways 
to trick me into doing it and, and thinking it was, you know, something else, something that Walls always thought. I always thought Walls did a great job of too. Okay. Yeah. You hate that. We won't do that. And then you just, you know, use, use some kind of clever tricks and, and we ended up doing it anyway. Uh, you just called it something different. Uh, is that how you've always been? Is that something you had to learn? Uh, because I'm assuming that's something that, that you've got to like consciously make that effort to do because as a coordinator, you want to do what, what you want to do. Uh, but also I'm sure there's, there's some type of a, a leveling out with what your guys believe in, what your kids believe in uh, and, and what they're going to feel comfortable with. Yeah. I think there's some give and take on that. I mean, I think, you know, there are some things that you're like, Hey, you know, I have 100% believe that we have to do this to win. And at that time you've got to kind of, Hey, we're going to do this, you know, hey, it's on me, this is my deal, you know, that type of thing. But then there are other times, you know, that I think you've got to look through it through, you know, a position coach's deal. And so maybe, uh, you know, as a coordinator, I mean, you know, again, I hate saying this, but, you know, like as a quarterback coach, I mean, it's like, hey, yeah, we're going to five-member tags and we're going to throw all these routes, you know, and all of a sudden your offensive line guy's like, listen, dude, we're going to have to get some help on this dude. Your quarterback's going to get ear hold all night. And so – you know, I think there's some of that in, in listening to the, to the guys on your staff that you trust. And, and I think, you know, again, it just gets back into that deal of, you know, I think, uh, you know, just creating that staff room where you trust those guys. They, they put in the work, you know, for the specific situations, and you've got to kind of rely on that. And so, you know, every time there becomes that determination, but it's like, okay, you know, hey, if, if Rowdy doesn't like this play this week and I like it, what can we substitute that with? And I felt like that's what, like, we did a really good job of at Broken Arrow was just collectively, like, all of us sitting there and saying, okay, if we don't like this, but we like this look, what play, you know, is, is can we call, like, to accomplish the same thing? And, you know, at the end of the day, I felt like that's where, like, we really got good. I think that first year, 17, we were all new and trying to kind of, figure out our way and we were young and we knew we were going to be pretty good but then by the time 18 rolled around it was just like okay hey they're doing this and I might offer a suggestion you're like well remember like when we watched you know Stanford versus Rice they did this one I'm like yeah perfect let's go same thing basically just you know that thing and so I, I think more than anything else just maybe just you know over time you just develop those deals where you start trusting people and I think that was probably the one thing about being a head coach that, that has probably helped me be or what I consider a really good assistant coach is like I've seen those conversations take place on different sides of the ball and stuff like that. And it's I've always like tried to go back and look and say, you know, well, if I were an assistant coach, like I want to have the freedom to voice my opinion and then take that into consideration. And they may not they may not 100 percent agree with that and they might go with what they initially thought. But I want to always like be able to have a kind of an open discussion because if you just shut those guys up, then you get no feedback. And now it's just you. And then it's one of those deals where it's like, okay, we're out there, you know, in a game and it's third and eight. You go, hey, what are you guys thinking? It's cricket, you know. I mean, I would rather have some suggestions <laughs> and talk through it than, than the old, uh, hey, what do you guys think right here? And it's like everybody's like, hey, my headset went out. I, I didn't, get, didn't get that in. <laughs> Will, do you think it's it's helped too? You know, obviously, as you you've gotten older, we get more experience. But you know, some of the other things you've been asked to do off the field, you know, besides being a head coach, you're kind of in some administrative roles, and you know, I know you've been in some jobs you've had to deal with, you know, kind of problem kids, you know, kind of doing some of that conflict resolution. I, I know when when I went to be 
you know, an instructional coach and, and had some things like that, that you, you had to do kind of outside of football. That helped me a lot with, you know, kind of playing the politics of the office, you know, helping people, you know, advance, figuring out what they want. What's the best way to communicate with people? I think so. You know, I think like, you know, like kind of you said, like with prom kids, it's like, you know, I think, man, when I was young, I think about some of the stuff that I did and I look back on it now and I just kind of cringe because, you know, 17, 16, 17, 18 year old kids out there, like they're practicing stuff. I mean, you know, they're, they're not trying to mess up. You know, it's like maybe I need to look at the ways like I communicate. And it's kind of the same thing like with our coaches. It's like we put something in and we go out there and maybe the wide receiver turns the wrong way out of the route. Well, then the next guy does it. Well, the next guy does it. Well, I don't need to yell at them and the coach because obviously I failed somewhere in there to communicate. So I've got to do a better job of going and finding the cut up and setting that coach down and say, hey, coach, like we run this. Here's kind of what I want it to look like. And so, you know, I kind of always try to internally look at, you know, how I'm communicating things and, you know, just that that's been a big help for me as, as we've gone on, especially I think the place I've coached, it gets, you know, the hard part about being a head coach and also like calling plays or calling the defense or something like that is like your time gets cut down. Like that's what I always used to joke about Dave with. It's like, man, like this is the greatest job in the world because I'm just the all I get to come in, I get to do my deal, and when it's over, I'm, I'm done. I don't have to mess with how many mouthpieces do I need to order, little Johnny's mom's mad because he didn't get a sandwich after the game, none of that stuff, you know. And so uh, I, I think I think you learn, like, you know, during those times, like there were times that, like, there was stuff that we would put in that I just didn't do a very good job explaining because I was in a hurry because I had a booster club meeting or something like that. And so that's kind of – deliberately now it's like I try to like okay hey let's make sure we're clear on this and then if we're not clear like I'm not going to yell at the coach or the kids because it's like ultimately it was probably me like I just I get to talking fast sometimes I'm excited and I just I didn't explain it very well so hey we're going to reteach this do it again tomorrow and and then you know it's just one of those moments where we're, you know we get on the same page and before like I might scream at a coach or a kid like hey that's not right I would go out there like an idiot and walk through the route and stop practice and slow it down and now I'm just like hey don't worry about it. let's go on the next thing and we'll pick it back up tomorrow coach so so the other thing will you know another thing I thought obviously and I think a lot of people think this uh, about you that, that makes you so awesome at, at coaching and being a you know it was awesome for me to have as, as an OC um, was your ability to to go out network and find answers like you know we go to power and i'm like hey north dakota state kansas state these guys uh stanford they're and all of a sudden you know here in three months you've got us going down to houston to meet with rice and you've got 27 different cut-ups or clinics or whatever uh, that you've acquired that you've shared with me and drive uh and then then you know two years later we want to be wide zone and, and all of a sudden you've got all this NFL film and you've got these different coaches that you've got their clinics and I'm getting shared with that. And this is how, you know, this is how BYU sets up half line and this is how this happens. And this is their read. Uh, has that just been, I mean, it's obviously not fluke networking. How do you get into that? Is it just, I mean, you just love it, love getting hands on that. And so, it's just stuff that you've already got. Is it stuff that you go and find? I just thought that was unbelievable, uh, your ability to get us in places, to get us film of things. And, and again, you're, you're, you know, whatever, humility, whatever you want to call it, to be like, okay, I, I don't know everything about this. Let's go find out how everyone else is teaching it. 
Well, I think, you know, the biggest thing is like, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm like you guys, you guys say this 10 million times, like you guys know, like I have no hobbies. Like I, I don't play golf. I don't hunt or fish. I mean, every once a month, I might smoke some ribs and claim I'm a barbecue guy, but it, it's, you know, I've got, as you guys like to say, I've got a fake cooker. It's one that plugs into the wall or fake smoker plugs into the wall. So I'm not even really at that. So it's like, you know, all, I mean, the greatest invention for me was I bought an iPad Pro. So like if I'm watching a Netflix movie with my wife, I've got it in my lap and I'm watching some kind of film. And so I just view it as like, you know, I'm in competition like with, you know, the I'm like jealous of you guys because you guys get to talk to two and three people a week. And like I hear Brady talk about GA stories. I want to be a GA so bad just for that reason. Like I would almost do it today if I didn't have a wife and four kids. I would go right now, like be the oldest GA in the history of Division One football, just to be a fly on the wall in this room. Um, but you know, I learned here's here's a buddy of mine, Todd Monk, and he's not Georgia. When I was at Jeans, he was at OSU, and they were recruiting some of our kids. And so I never will forget. I asked them, like, "Hey, can I come down there sometime?" Like, you know, gosh, it's OSU. I'm this young guy at Jeans, and so he's like. Heck yeah. And I'm like, really? Can I come down? And he's like, dude, you've got like three kids that we want. You can come down anytime you want. And so again, back to the old jeans, you know, open door days, like and bring him with you. like, yeah. So I'm like sitting there, I'm like, coach trim, man, like OSU said, we can go down. He's like, all right, let's go down there. We'll eat at Joe. So we drive down there. We do that. And so then it was like, you know, coach trim was always up for road trip and Laura Montgomery was our old line coach. And so he was a football junkie. So it was like, we would just take these pilgrimages, you know, the places, and it was open door because we had Coach Trimble going with us. And so that's always kind of stuck to me. And so I've just, you know, I've networked. It goes back. It's funny. You guys had some on your podcast talking about the old uh, westcoastoffense.com site. Well, so that guy's a buddy of mine named John Merritt down in Houston. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was, I remember in college, like the internet is like brand new. It's like GeoCities, websites, all that stuff. So I find John, well, we are trading playbooks. So back then, boys, it's like 300-page NFL playbooks copy machine. Like, it's costing me, like, you know, $15 to make this copy. Send it the mail to him. He sent it to me. So, like, we get our hands on a few of these playbooks, and then we start, you know, splintering out to the rest of the United States. And so I got guys sending me their high school playbooks, and I'm sending them a 49ers playbook or something like this. And so – um, I mean, it was like hardcore back in those days, you know, and so it was, uh, it, you know, it kind of started that way. And I've just been collecting stuff and collecting stuff. And so then the, the whole film deal got started in like with the digital storage and all that. It's just, it's off the rails. Like, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And I'm kind of a member of a few secret societies that, that Robbie <laughs> knows we can't talk about. Like that was the deal in the office. Like people would ask me if I had film and I would say yes. And their next question was always, where did you get it? And I'm like, listen, that's off the table. I can get you the film, but you can't <laughs> yep. ask where it came from. Exactly. So, uh, but, you know, it's good to have those friends and, and, and get that stuff. And like I said, I'm kind of a football junkie. That's always my warning to everybody. Now that I've got the iPad, you know, I can screen record and, and, and send stuff out in, in Messenger. And I have to mess with my phone. So I'm like, listen, guys, I'm weird like this. So if it's 1130 at night and you get a text from me, with a film clip, you don't have to watch it right then and get back to me. It was just on my mind. And if I didn't send it right now, I probably wouldn't remember it tomorrow morning. So I had to warn all the guys at Fayetteville about that. <laughs> that's always been one of the, that was obviously could be one of my questions too, is, you know, I, that's one of the, the biggest things I always admired about you. 
And then I was going to ask you, you know, if that you had come from coach Trimble, because, you know, I love the guys that, you know, continuously want to get better. And then not only that, the guys are continuously like, Hey, if you ask a question, you know, you might not get back to him right away, but you always get back to him at some point and, and help out. But that was to me, like the coolest thing about, you know, working for coach Trimble. I mean, obviously he's a legend wins. Yes. All that. The best thing about him, I thought was he always wanted to get better no matter where he was at. And then he wanted you to get better too. So if there was some idea you came with or a clinic you came with or like your idea, Hey man, we can go to OSU, whatever. He was always down for that. Or if he couldn't go, he was going to pay for it and make sure you could go. And for me as a young coach working for him, that was like the biggest thing that, that rubbed off on me. And then it was the biggest like motivator for me because that was the same way I was. Wilk, I, I wanted to keep learning. I wanted to watch as much film as we could and, and working for a guy like that, it just opens so many doors for us to do that. Yeah, it was incredible. I remember the first time we went to the AFCA convention. It was just me and Coach Trimble. And, of course, I'm, I'm like, I think, 24 years old, 25 <laughs> years old. Like, you know, and I'm just, like, in awe. Like, I mean, you know, and I, I walk in with Coach Trim, and he's, like, you know, he's a rock star. Like, I mean, he yes. walks in, and, like, I mean, he almost needed security. Like, I mean – Every vendor and every college coach wanted to have him shake his hand. Well, I'm sitting there behind him. And so, like, I'm like, you know, I mean, all these, like, waiting in line, well, they see me with jeans, so they're going to try to get on Coach Trim's good side, so they introduce themselves. So, I mean, I go back that first night, and I've got, like, 700 business cards, it feels like, and all of them are like, hey, come visit us. I'm like, Coach Trim, this is <laughs> awesome, man. Like, USC wants us to come out there, and he's like, Jay, like, are, are we going to go out to UFC like next week? Really? I'm like, I'm just telling you, they gave us an open invitation, but it, it was awesome. And so, you know, it, like I said, it just, that opened so many doors and it really kind of opened my eyes to like as a high school coach, like I was a lot of times in awe of those guys, you know, you just think, you know, crap, oh, you, you know, they're not going to let some little kid from Jinx point years old that, you know, doesn't hardly know anything about football walk in down there. But it's like, you know, they need us for that recruiting. So I got to where I was pretty brave in asking those guys and really didn't get, you know, told no a lot. And then, you know, from those days, I developed enough connections. That now it's kind of funny because it's like if I don't know somebody, I probably know I, – I, like, look through their bios. I'm like, crap, in, you know, in 2000 and he worked at the University of Missouri and I know somebody that worked there. Maybe he can call him for me. And so I'll call him and say, hey, can you – call this guy at Memphis and tell him I want to come visit that I'm not a slappy, you know, and all that. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll call him. And so I've gotten a lot of doors that way with guys I didn't even know, which has been pretty incredible. So You talk I, about I, trim at the AFCA. That, <clears throat> those are some classic stories now. Like I said, you get, you get to go with him to the AFCA. And I remember one time, seriously, where, you know, it, it was one of the Under Armour parties, which, which at Jinx, when they became, you know, Under Armour, they were like the flagship Mm-hmm. You know, so if you, when you, if you went to the AFCA and they're like, oh, you're Jinx, like the Under Armour guys like took really good care of you. So we go to like the Under Armour party and, it, and I remember we're standing there uh, and I won't call the guy out, but he's a pretty, pretty prominent power five head coach. And he's talking to another one of our buddies. He's like, hey, who is that guy that everybody keeps going up and saying what up to? Like he didn't know who Coach Trimble was. And like my buddy says, like, you don't know who Coach Trimble is? Like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't know. And, like, basically, he's like, well, you need to go introduce yourself and talk to him. So then, of course, you know, Trimble goes over there, talks to him for 35, 40 minutes, and the guy kind of felt like, you know, a, a butthole. But that was how it was. Like you said, he was, like, the celebrity when you went to literally some of these 
these parties because all these coaches knew who he was. And if you, you kind of look like a moron. Well, it's funny. Like I remember in college, like the only thing I knew about offensive line was I played for Tim Alvin, who's now the head coach at the University of Ohio. Mm-hmm. He had went up and stole the offense basically from Nebraska. So one of his kind of main guys was Milt Tenenberg. So I got a copy of the assembly line. And so like, that was the only offensive line. That was the only thing I knew was like cover, uncovered, covered, uncovered, inside, outside zone. And yep. so the second AFCA I go to, we fly into New Orleans, me and Coach Trimble, and he's like, hey, we've got to go over here to this, you know, seafood place, which Rowdy knows, like, I'm a, like, that, I'm not doing seafood. Like, it just ain't <laughs> happening. Like, there better be a kid's meal burger on there somewhere. I'm just starving tonight. But we go out to dinner with Milton and his wife. Like, it's me, Coach Trimble, Milt and his wife and I'm just sitting there trying not to be like the fanboy because it's like dude I've read your book like 500 <laughs> times and him and coach Trumbull are talking about fishing and everything but football and I'm just like in awe that like I'm like those are the type of relationships coach Trumbull had with those types of people and again that that just me being the football junkie that just opened so many doors so finally I'm like hey coach Trumbull can I talk to him about football just a little bit he's like oh yeah yeah go ahead you know and so they talk, and so I'm like, hey, coach, like, on inside zone, you know, we get a two technique. Like, what are you telling your center? So, you know, I got to kind of geek out for just a little bit. But it was just like every day with Coach Trumbull was that way. I mean, it was it was crazy. That's so funny you talk about the playbooks. Uh, one of my funny ones, stories I always remember about you is we had a guy, and he, and he was telling everybody and telling you, yeah, I had one of his really good friends just got picked up by whoever, the Steelers or something, and – and most guys, you know, are like, oh, that's really cool. Have him come in and talk to the kids. Or, man, that's so cool. You know, an NFL guy. And Wilkes' first thing was, oh, really? You think he can get us a playbook? <laughs> that was his first thing. And, and, and asked the guy about it every three days. Hey, I, I thought you said your guy was with the Steelers. Did he get us a playbook yet or not? <laughs> Always working an angle, Hart, man. I, that's like these, these guys that post these pictures, these playbooks on Twitter, it drives me crazy. I'm like, my hands on that deal. I got to get my hands. It'll be like a, a wishbone, like 1974 OU wishbone playbook. I'm like, I don't think I got that one. I got to figure out a way to get that thing. There, yeah, there's like a guy. I was trying to get a playbook for it is a year ago. And I was trying to get a playbook. And the guy was like, yeah, like slow play. And be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. He, like, he's working at one of the colleges that, you know, I knew. And he's, and, and he's I don't know, man. I, I can't get trouble. And I, then I, I just kept sending him tweets. I'm like, well, someone else in your guys' office has already handed out the playbook because I've seen all these pictures. <laughs> someone else had already ditched it out, and he's, like, all worried about it. I'm like, dude, just blame it on the guy that's giving it out. <laughs> I know. It, it's, like, it's crazy now. Like, these young guys now, I mean, it's like a PDF. Like, back in the day, like, I had to grind for film and, and, and playbooks. Like, I mean, I really – I remember one time going home in the summer – and I had made like 10 trades and my mom was an elementary school teacher. And so I was like, mom, you've got to let me in the teacher's workroom so I can copy off this playbook. And I think she's thinking like, it's going to be like, okay, hey, he's going to make like 10 copies and be gone. And I'm up there just running copies for like two hours. I'm just like <laughs> hammering this machine. I'm like, hey, is there any more toner around here? And she's like, hey, you're going to run out of toner. That's like for the whole summer for the teacher. I'm like, listen, I got to get these out this week. So. <laughs> that is awesome. Hey, Wilk, I think another thing that you've done, uh, obviously you talk about the iPad, which 
Uh, I had to go get one myself. Uh, so I couldn't, so I wasn't that far behind you. Um, and, and it made it awesome at the clinic because you can draw and you can type out your notes and you can do so much with it. I got the one full of keyboard on it. So um, I'm always stealing technology stuff from you, uh, which is not normal, right? The guy that's um, a little older than everyone uh, than me, I'm stealing the technology from. I, I thought one of the awesome, the coolest things you did was when you came in, you had everything on Google Drive. Uh, it, it allowed us to see it all on Drive. You threw stuff in the folder for each coach. It was all, you had them all in through folders. Uh, where did you pick that up? Is that just something that you figured out from using it for, for other things? Uh, I, that was like, and now I think a lot of people do it, but at the time you were doing it, like I would tell people and they were like, oh, that's a great idea. Or, or they might've hated it and not even understood it. But uh, I think a lot of people use it now. At the time we were using it, it, it seemed a lot newer and I thought it was it was a, a great idea and it was really nice to kind of have all that in folders um, and be able to go back and look at every year. I think amongst one of my many many stops on my coaching career it was like I was somewhere and I was having to drive quite a bit it was just as opposed to me sitting there and emailing it out and making sure I had all the coaches in there it was like listen let's just set up this drive folder and then you know, I think mainly it was like at first it was just going to be like, okay, here's our installs, here's our scripts. And then, you know, it got to be where, hey, you can put film in there. And it just, it took on a life of its own. And then, you know, the great thing for me was it was like, you know, obviously with my career path, I'm always having to pick up and leave. So it's like, all right, hey, I can put that in my Google Drive. And then when I go to the next school, I just, you know, hey, here's a new folder, share with the new coaches and, and nothing changes on my end. And so, uh, we kind of got it down to a system, you know, pretty good there at, at VA. And, and, you know, I thought it was, you know, having the unlimited space and, and basically being able to, anytime I got filmed, quickly dump it in there, I thought was, was really good for everybody. Cause I could say, Hey, Rowdy, you know, I got, you know, 2019 pool clinic videos. They're in there in that folder. And that way I'm not having to, you know, put on a hard drive or, you know, heaven forbid the old days of burn up to a DVD or something like that. Now it's crazy because it's just like, you know, now again, kind of being those black market groups, like I get so much shared with me that it's like hard to keep up. I think that's probably why I'm on my stinking computer so much because it's like, man, maybe somebody puts some new cutups on today. I got to go, go watch them, you know? And so, uh, but yeah, it, it's been handy and it's been really good. Even, you know, obviously being at, at Fayetteville, you know, our schedules are a little bit different over there. And so, you know, coaches are kind of, in and out of the building at different times during the school day. And so be able to put them up in there and just say, hey, guys, you know, the scripts are up. Uh, go in there and people can go in there and look and not check their email and stuff has been really good. Being, you know, going with Google Drive, um, something I thought you did a great job of and, and Walls did a great job of it too. Um, and, you know, two guys I try to learn from. You were very uh, willing to kind of give away a bunch of stuff that, you know, quite – you know, frankly, if, if someone messed it up, it could have looked really bad on you. Like you let me go in and script inside. I, I almost never could imagine that. Like if I get, if I'm going to go call the plays on Friday, I almost couldn't imagine letting someone else go do that. You know, you let me, you know, scripts with card, some of the, the team, most of the team, most of the inside, I was carding it up, uh, you know, and other guys did other things like that, but you were giving up some some really, really important things, some things that you had done for a long time. And I'm sure at different parts 
in your career, you gave up more and more. How do you feel comfortable, like being a guy that it all comes down to you, right? If something goes wrong, the guys on top are the ones that get let go. How did, how do you go about, how long did it take you to go through coaching and start feeling comfortable giving people more stuff that, you know, it's easy for them to screw up, but they look fine. You're the one that looks like the the idiot when they're the ones that screw it up. You know, I think it kind of goes back to, again, like when you get in that room and you get to be around people and, and, and just, you know, those conversations that you have. And, you know, honestly, sometimes like when we're going through things, like listening to the, the questions people ask and, and that type of thing. And just, you know, it's like I told you when you started calling the, the JV offense, you know, it was like, listen, like, I'm, you know, I was trying to get out of your way. Like, I, sometimes the only way you can really learn that stuff is not to have somebody in your ear, but sometimes really is just to mess it up, you know. And, and I think back again, I mean, I, I know we keep, keep bringing Coach Trimble up, but, I mean, you know, when I got the OC job there, I think I was like 25 years old, 26. And, like, I mean, he, it was like, hey, you know what we do? Here's what I want. Roll with it. You know, and there were – Many times that first year, I thought I was going to get fired, you know, and I'm like, gosh, I'm going to be great. I'm the youngest OC in Duke's history. I'm going to be the youngest one to get fired here, you know, but he just always kind of had that confidence. And if there was something, you know, that he didn't like on the script, I mean, he would just say, hey, let's change play eight to this, you know, but he always did it in a way where it's just like, hey, I, I, I don't really like that. And so, you know, I've, I've kind of, as I've gone through this thing, kind of, I think back to those days a lot and, you know, it's just, I think now at where I'm at in my career, it's important. You know, people talk about coaching three, and I don't look at it that way, but it's just like, I feel like it's not only my job, like to, you know, hey, get everybody on the same page and stuff like that, but it's also like, hey, I want to help guys, kind of like Brady said, I want to help guys get to their next step, whether it's, hey, he wants to be an OC, he wants to be a quarterback coach, whatever. And so, you know, that that's kind of, I think, you know, the last, you know, five or six years, I've kind of, had that in the back of my mind a little bit more than maybe I did at the beginning. Um, and just, you know, again, like, Hey, you know, sometimes the, the I mean, I've, I've messed up so many times on the script and we had that joke in there, you know, we had Coach Wags would go through the script and be like, Hey, I think play number eight. Oh, here we go again. But I think, you know, I mean, everybody's going to screw up. And I think sometimes you learn from those things. And, and it was just, um, I, again, just my conversations with you and, us being in the bunker together, you know, I was like, I trust you. Like, we went through the game plan on the weekend. You had it down. I knew, you know, you and Bulls were going to get those guys right. And ultimately, everything was going to run through Dave. And so, you know, it, it was easy. And then, you know, there are other times you get guys that they want no part of that. It's like, hey, I just want to go coach mission. And I, I don't I don't want all that. You know, I just, hey, I'll give me the polo and the hat on Friday night and go coach my guys what you want them to do. Tell me exactly what you want. And so, you know, you everybody on your staff's a little bit different, but I think everybody at some point adds a little bit of value. You just got to figure out what that value is and, and, you know, put their energy towards that. And so I think, again, just, you know, uh, I think just with the maturity deal of it, it's like, you know, uh, Hey, it is your baby, but also, I mean, you know, you got to get guys that want more stuff involved because if you don't, then those guys are going to get upset and they're going to leave and you're, surrounded by a bunch of crappy coaches, you know, like, well, why do I got all these crappy coaches around me? It's like, well, all your good ones you ran off because you wouldn't let them do it. That's a great, it's a great point. I think, and then too, like, I mean, 
when you give when you give that away to those guys like like Jay's talking about or like like I've done a few times, you, you just know that those guys are going to take 100% ownership of it. You know they're going to do an excellent job. I mean, you're, you're never going to give a job to somebody that you know is going to half-ass it. I mean, if you if you give somebody that job and you know they're going to do a great job, you know they're rarely going to mess up because that's like going to be the thing that they're really really passionate about and they really want to do a good job with it. So honestly, it's it's something you don't have to worry about because you know, it's going to be done right. And I know, you know, like Jade said, when you talk to a guy like Rowdy, you, know, you talk to a guy like Dub, you talk to a guy like Jay, you give them anything they need because those guys are going to figure out the best way to do it. I, I remember my first job in coaching at Shawnee, like I'm like 23 years old. And I remember my second year, third year in there, one time they told me I was going to get the call to the JV offense. And it was like Monday night was like the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, I had like a, sweet call sheet like I mean it was geared up ready to go we probably have like five plays that those kids could run you know I mean they, they didn't hardly know any of the <laughs> offense but it was like I had every situation it was like the That's same right. five plays were listed under every situation but it was like that was my Super Bowl every Monday night and, and you know one of the things I learned from you and and Brady and Dave and and I'm assuming it comes back from all the Trimble stories that I've heard is is to keep football simple at times I mean like you know I always remember the story you tell about Trimble and and I think you threw a tailback pass or a a wide receiver pass whatever it was and it was whatever intercepted or incomplete whatever it was and he said hey we got the best quarterback in jinx history let's just make sure he throws it every time you know, and no, that, and we got, that was that was more than if I got fired uh, on that. Job. I just heard that story enough. That that's a money me. story right there. Yeah, there were no <laughs> hey, there were no halfback passes when I was there. Our tailback looked like a guard. He wasn't throwing anything out. There. <laughs> you know what? Which, which is is so simple, but you know, like that. And then our offense at, at Broken Arrow Wilk when we were there, and and. You would just put our, you know, as JV as it was that won us a game one time, you put our best player at quarterback, snapped him the ball. He's a receiver, snapped him the ball. We ran outside zone, you know, with him, just our best player, which is, you know, sounds almost stupid, you know, when you're trying to come up with all these great plays. But sometimes, you know, those were a lot of times some of our best plays was really, really simple things or, or made sure that we didn't overcomplicate it at times. Uh, you know, with different things. I would assume you kind of got a lot of that from Trimble and 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 going through that. Yeah, you know, I think it's kind of, you know, a little bit of clinic talk. I hate, but when you really think about it, it's like, you know, I think the biggest thing is it's like the question that you have to ask yourself on, on any phase of the game. It's like, how are we going to win this in this phase? And so it might be, hey, we're going to be an empty and we're going to throw it 55 times. It might be hey, we're going to line up and we're going to run power 32 times right at you. But I think everyone has to have an identity. And it's like, I heard this question asked at a clinic one time. Somebody was presenting and they said, if we ask you right now, like, what is your bread and butter? What are you known for? What is it? And that kind of hit home because at the time, like, I was kind of young and we were kind of dabbling in a little bit of everything. And then back in my mind, I'm going, you know, I really don't know. Like, what is it? Like, what is it that like, hey, if it's, you know, you're going to put your claim, you know, you're going to win this game with this. What is it? And so I think that's one of the things that we did really good. You know, obviously at, at BA, like we're going to line up and like we're going to run power. Like it does not matter. Like, and I think that was the thing, like you're not going to take us out of it. Like we're going to find a way, whether it's 
the 18 secret signals that you have with the tight ends and fullbacks that I never knew what we were blocking up front. But it was like, if I called power to that side, I knew we were going to be able to run it. Now, I didn't know how it was going to look because you and Mark had the Channel B conversations all the time on me. And I just called it and said, hey, they're going to work it out. But I think, you know, there's always that. And, and then the other thing that I think, you know, is, again, it's clinic talk, but it's true. And, you know, I think we found out in 18, it's like, okay, it, it's players, not plays. And, and I've always kind of, you know, in your mind, you hear that and you're like, oh, that's clinic talk. But it's like in the state championship game, it's like we go in after that rain delay and we come, you know, we're working through stuff. And Dave's like comes over and he's like, all right, what are we going to do? And we're like, hey, we've got an All-American tackle. We haven't really flipped him side to side. We're going to flip him side to side. We're going to run behind him. And Dave's like, hey, that's a great plan. I'm out. You know, and it's just like, if we're going to lose, and I think I remember us talking about it, it's like, hey, if we're going to lose, we're going to go down losing, running behind Andrew Ray. Like, that, that's what, we're going to hand that thing off three times. And if we get 10 yards, great, but we're not going to try to reinvent the wheel and get beat doing something just to be cute, you know? And, and so I think, you know, again, um, when it comes down to that, I mean, again, I know that sounds terrible, like plenty talk stuff, but when you really think about it, like, you know, football comes down to three or four plays in, in, in some of those big games. It's like, who, who do you want to run behind or who do you want to hand the ball off or who do you want to throw the football to? And it's like, you know, when you really think about it, it really is that. It's like, hey, I, I, I'm going to get my dude ball. And, you know, if he scores, great. If he doesn't, but I'm going to – I'm not going to lose sleep at night saying, gosh, I threw to this fifth-string wide receiver over here and he dropped it in my All-American kid standing over there one-on-one. Coach, I want to be able to ask you this question because I know, you know, how it felt for me. I was, I was going to ask, you know, what, what was, like, the scariest moment you had with Trim? And I know for, for me – is when I was the offensive line coach that year, we, we did win it, but I know he'd made a comment to me and he's like, and I still remember it. He's like, Hey, you know, you got, I know you guys are going to run this, you run that and you're going to do all this crap that you do on the backside. And for me, it was like, I'm like, did he mean that? Like he doesn't like it or do you mean it? Like he liked it. Cause I know he's a defensive guy. So it like ate at me for the whole week. And I'm just like, all worried, like, God, does he not like what we're doing up front? So I finally asked him, He's like, no, no. He's like, I, I like, I love it. It's like, it's, it's hard to prepare for. It's really hard for the defense. So I'm like, oh, phew. but like he had me like on my toes, like that whole week thinking Walls doesn't know what the hell he's doing on the offensive line. So I was wondering if you had like some moments where it's like, man, this is the most scared I ever was with Trim. I've got like three quick stories. So the first one I get hired as the running backs coach. And so the year before I get there, they have Bobby Plink and Keywon Jones and Stellback. So like, I mean, they're handing up the first guy I ever watched. They're running GT counter to the right. Kiwon goes the wrong way to the left, and he goes 80 for a touchdown against somebody really good. And I'm like, holy crap, is that kid back? And they're like, no, he didn't. And then Bobby comes in there. So then, like, the guys that we have, like, we had really good skill guys, but our tailbacks were not division guys like those guys. So I know we get the very first practice, we go out there and trim. And I think the one in Gene's joke, like every new guy, he would go down and stand right over the top of their individual. And like, he would basically like coach over you, you know? And so I'm sitting there the first day and I mean, it's 10 million miles an hour. I mean, they're, you know, five time defending state champs. Here's Alan Trumbull, I think it's like this guy. Here's this young guy out there trying to coach running backs. And I'm just, I'm really trying just not to get run over. Like, there's so many people <laughs> on the field at that time. Like, I'm just so overwhelmed. And Trim's, like, just yelling at me, at the running backs. Like, anytime, like, 
the ball's not like high and tight or anything like that. He's yelling, coach, make you do up down. And I'm like, crap, I'm, I, I remember telling my wife, I'm like, I'm getting fired. Like, I'm, I'm not even going to make it to the season. <laughs> and I told the OC, like, I'm like, man, Trent, he's like, listen, he's going to do that for about four days just to make sure that, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to do and then you'll be fine. And sure enough, about the time we went pads, he went back to head coach and he got off my rear. But so then in, in 03, we're playing. So 03 is my first year as the OC. So we go beat Bigsby the first week. It's my first game calling offense ever. And we score like 65 points. So like I'm the whiz kid, like, hey, I'm can't do no wrong. Well, the next night we play, or the next Friday, we play Union, obviously big rival, and they shut us out. It's the first time Jinx has been shut out like in 30 years or something like that. <laughs> so I'm like not oh, wanting, no. I'm not wanting to go in to the office on Saturday. Like there's, I mean, like it's it's awful. Like I think we got like three first downs. And so so I go in there and I'm coach trim, man. Like I'm like apologetic, like coach trim. I- I'm sorry, man. Like, listen, we're gonna get it fixed. Like, listen, I, I you know, we just didn't do a very good job. And, and I was, he goes, Here, I want you to list something. And coach, this is no lie, he starts his voicemails off his phone. And like these people are calling in, like, I don't know who you are as the offensive coordinator, but he's gotta go. Like all this stuff. And Trim's like laughing about it. This is not helping me out at all. <laughs> like, you talk about a blow to your confidence. Eight voicemails on there, like, of guys who want to run me out of town. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I remember going in there and I'm telling Lauren, I'm like, listen, we've got to figure out a way to score some points. So fast forward that season, we make it – we go to – we turn around and beat Union in the semifinals. And we're playing Evan Santa Fe in the finals. And so – you know, we got on a run. So, again, you know, the cockiness comes out in you. Well, like, we're sitting there, and it's like it's we're down, like, I think 13 to 7 or something like that or 12 to 7, and, and we've got the ball. And so it's like we don't have any timeouts left, and it's like third and goal from the three. And Trim's like, hey, I think we need to run play action right here so we have two plays. And I'm like, Coach Trim, listen. We are going to run inside zone. It is our bread and butter. If we can't get three yards, we don't even deserve to win this game. And he's like, okay, but, like, if we get tackled, it's it. Like, there's, like, eight seconds, seven seconds, something like that. We run inside zone and get stuffed. And I'm sitting there, and I do not want to come out of the press. I'm like, gosh. Like, I basically laid my job on the line that we're going to win this. And so so uh, I see him, and I'm walking in there, and I'm, like, trying to go by him real fast. And start making adjustments. Right. And he's like, stop me. He's like, man, I sure hope you're wrong because according to your prediction, we don't deserve to win the state championship by not getting that. I'm like, coach, we're going to throw the ball a few times in this half. We're going to get it right. And so luckily we turned, we turned around and won the state championship. But yeah, that first year, it was, it was, it was a few, few scary moments whether or not I was going to be back at Jinx after that first year. He just, he just had a way, like you said, he, he had a way about it. Like he, he wasn't, you know, a dick about it. it wasn't like me, but just like he could make you feel an inch tall, and, well, and it wouldn't and, be, and, and, and it wasn't Dave anything was like he was trying way. to do. I don't think Dave was the same way. Like Dave was sitting there, and it's like you know we're in the state championship game, and it's like fourth and nine or something like that, and he's like, I'm thinking we're gonna punt, you know, and he's like, the play clock's ticking. I look up, I'm like, hey, what are we doing right here? And he's like. Let's get a first down. I'm like, oh crap! And so then we throw like four birds to our, our uh, we go ten personnel like the first time hardly all year. We throw four birds to three down the pipe, and it's like a kid who had caught one ball that year for that, and he's going, holy crap! If I'd have known you were going to throw it to him, I would have punted. 
And I'm like, crap, I, I didn't know what to do. Like, I mean, I'm sitting there, the clock's ticking down. I'm like, we just ran him out there and called four vertical. He was the open guy. And he's like, holy crap, I can't believe we threw the ball to that kid. <laughs> oh, man. The, the, that was a crazy, crazy game. So uh, you've won multiple state championships. Um, how, how quickly after you win are you on to the next year? And were you like that after the first state championship? Uh, yes, probably. But as you well know, like typically the Sunday or Monday after the last game, I've got the next year's folder. <laughs> I know. Looking you guys for the depth chart. Me too. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I try not to ever think about it back to the last game. And usually, you know, it's either it's a, it's a joyous moment the next day after winning the last one or, or I sulk and then it's like, all right, crap, here we go. New folder. I'm like texting people like, Hey, I know you don't want this, but let's go ahead and update the depth chart and try to figure out a way to win the next one. And so it's just, I don't know. It's always been that way. I mean, you know, they're the, it obviously, I mean, that's the goal and it's great to win it for the kids, but it's like, you know, at a certain point, you got to hit reset and, and go to the next one, whether you win or lose it. And so it's just, I've always kind of, again, not having a hobby, I've always kind of operated that way. It's just like, hey, look, if I don't have a, you know, something, something to start working on, I'll, I'll go crazy around here with four kids. So it's like, I'm going to go ahead and create that folder and start throwing some clinic video in there for my guys to watch over Christmas break. What's been the, uh, the go-to clinic video for you this offseason, Jay? Oh, let's see. Um, I've kind of watched some, uh, of the, the Phil Longo stuff, like, I guess, like the sting stuff, you know, on the backside of double post or cross where the guy starts out with a shallow and kind of works vertical, uh, that stuff. I've become a huge Joe Moorhead fan. Uh, and, and, you know, I know he does a lot of quarterback run game stuff, but just his openness to share has been awesome. I think, uh, this last off season and so. Um, that's been a big one and, and, you know, just really, um, any of them that I can find, I've been kind of, it's been kind of weird. I've been finding some obscure teams and watching YouTube games of them. Like, um, I've kind of been studying the guy from, uh, uh that just went to Western Kentucky that was down at, uh, uh, Houston Baptist, the guy that was throwing it all over the place. So I've been kind of watching some of his games on YouTube to get some ideas and, and, and that kind of thing. And then, uh, you know, here's what I really enjoy, like, and, and I know you guys do this quite a bit as well, but it's like, my big thing is like, I, I really try to find, uh, I'll write down like as soon as the season started, like I got this job and got into it. It's like, I try to have like four or five things that just, I want to get about 15, 20 different people's view on. And so uh, again, I reach out. I've got a couple of groups that, you know, I private message. And then, you know, Tyler Snyder over at Bigsby's room, really good. I go bounce stuff off Adam Gaylor at, at, at Gene's, like you guys. But it's like, you know, find guys that do similar stuff, even if I don't know them. I mean, I'll, if, they're, if their DMs are open or they follow me, it's like just out of the blue. I'm like, hey, like, like you know, I've been asking the question, like, you know, hey, on, on, on jet sweep stuff, like what – like, how do you block it up front? What are your perimeter? You know, do you have a read and full zone and you have a play away and it's like bash stuff. And so you know, I, I get a lot of different people's perspective off that. And then 
uh, honestly, you know, doing as much driving as I've been doing, like listen to all the different podcasts. Like I hear like little things off you all stuff. And it's like, man, when I get off here, like when I get, <laughs> when I pull into Fayetteville parking lot, I'm a DM that guy, like a real specific question. So I kind of, to the point where I really like mining for very specific things. And what I found is, is sometimes that leads me a whole different direction. And, and somebody will say, well, when we game plan and then I ask a game plan question and 45 minutes later, we've talked about how they game plan and what forms they use as opposed to my original question. But uh, it seems like that's been the big deal. And so a lot of the clinic videos I get, it's like, well, so-and-so talked about this on this clinic video. You haven't. I'm like, well, yeah, probably. Let me go in here and search for it. So go back in and watch it. Like some of the Sarkeesian stuff has been really good. I go back and revisit that, um, you know, and so um, that's kind of, that's kind of it. Again, I just, you know, Drew Ambrose, some of those guys, like I really just, when I see those guys, I like having kind of a one-on-one really kind of get to ask some specific questions. And I'm kind of at that stage where it's like, I want to get very, very specific. So when I do add just one thing, like we can be very detailed from the get-go and Tyler the other day, like, hey, I'm asking all this because I really don't want to go through all the <laughs> the trial and error phase. Like, <laughs> you've already gone through it and, and jacked stuff up and fixed it. So what what do I need to stay away from, you know? Well, Wilk, this has been a blast. It's been a long time coming, but I didn't want to bug you when you were when we were working together. Um, to end it, though, I want to ask you, like I ask everybody, when you're watching another team's offensive line, what's some things the offensive line would be doing that would make you think highly of their offensive line coach? Well, I think, you know, obviously with us at, at Broken Arrow, the biggest thing is just, you know, how they finish it play. You know, um, you know, a lot of times it may not even be that they engage, but are, you know, how many times did we watch film and we were just amazed, like Trace Jeffries or somebody like that, straining to block one more guy on a big you know, and I think when guys like are really bought in and are really coached well and coached hard, that shows up on film at the end of the play. They're always, you know, you know, like try to instill like in our guys at Fayetteville, it's like, listen, like if a defense guy kind of, if he's got his hand on you, like, listen, I mean, don't get a 15 yard penalty, but don't, I mean, in the play would get his hand off of you. You know, sometimes like when guys got pancakes, they, you know, maybe drug their body the length of the players sometimes just to kind of, you know, show their dominance. And so usually whenever I see that, I'm like, okay, these guys, they got a good old line coach. Like they get it. They're going to play hard. We're going to, we're going to be in for a battle this week. Jay, man, I know it sucks that, you know, you and Harp aren't at Broken Arrow because there's always kind of one place I could go to hang out. But as like a fan of both of you guys, it makes it a little bit more fun because I get to follow now you know, Fayetteville and I get to follow McKinney. So it's a little bit boring on some of these weekends. I've always got another high school I can check out. So there's always a silver lining and everything. You always end up where you're supposed to be. And uh, like I've always said, man, your first class, you know, it's, it sucks what happened to, to both of you guys. And, and, uh, and, and karma always works that way, but I know you guys would be just fine. Well, I just, you know, like I said, I had to, my, that was the first question that I got when I got to Fayetteville. Some of the staff, they, they listen to podcasts, and they're like, did you really work at Broken Air? And I'm like, yeah, that's where I'm coming. They're like, we've never heard you on Run the Power podcast. And I said, I know. I said, I think 
I think I put in a play one time that we kind of tried in disguise as duo and Rowdy still holds it against me. And so I think it's going to, it basically took us getting fired for him to let me come on the show. So uh, I, I kind of had to explain that to him. And I, I kind of, you know, show him some film and stuff like, yeah, Hey, this is me on the sideline or in the coach's box. So, but Freddie, I appreciate you. Like, you know, I mean, I know like when you come back to visit, like you come back just to see everybody and like, I think the first time you came back when I was there, I'm like, hey, let's get in here on the board and let's talk through some of this play action stuff. So, but I, I appreciate, you know, obviously bouncing stuff off you. I still want to get some feed the cats from you this offseason. I know it's been kind of hectic this summer, but get some of that from you. And then obviously, Harp, I miss you, dude. It's, uh, I listen to Run the Power like all the time just to feel like I'm, I'm talking to you just to hear your voice. And that sounds kind of crazy. But when you spend four years, and like I said, I mean, you know, the thing I appreciate about, about Harp is just, you know, again, you, you kind of push me because it's like, I mean, um, you know, I know like I'm a football junkie and stuff. Guys like you, especially the young guys coming in that, that, that push me to keep learning because, I, you know, I'm trying to stay one step ahead of you. So I feel like I got you on the technology. I'm just trying to keep up football-wise. And so I, I just I appreciate you and all that you did while we were there. Who knows? Maybe we'll get reunited sometime when you get one of those big Texas jobs. You might hire me and have my my uh, third state to work in. <laughs> I think we gotta we gotta link up somewhere. Um, you know, and and before we leave, I would say that was the the coolest thing I thought you did was um, and and I don't know how you did it. I think you wrote it down on like a note notepad or something. But you were always smart enough to like ask about people's families. You always remembered like people's families' birthdays. Like when Katie was trying to get a, a sub job or whatever she was trying to do, you were, you went out of your way to help. And, and I thought little things like that, that I'm terrible at, I thought you were unbelievable at and, and honestly goes a long way. Uh, so I appreciated that. And then also you'd hate to hear, we've got duo in this year, um, but I'm calling it, I'm calling it uh thick inside zone. So we've made a compromise. See, I just, See, I'm telling you, I think, like, we, we got it in one week, Waltz, and, like, I'm telling you, like, it was, like, the absolute perfect play call, like, four times. And I'm telling you, the heart sabotage it because every time, like, a lineman would fall down or something <laughs> like that. And I'm like, listen, this, this, I mean, maybe once or twice, but four times, come on now. And so then they basically threatened my job. He said, listen. If that gets called one more time tonight, you guys are all fired. And so it went on the shelf and never got talked about again. But back to your deal, Hart, like, here's the thing, like, people, I know there's a lot of people looking, like, it's, it's, you know, when we talk about relationships and, and, you know, getting out and networking, I mean, this is still a person business. Like, I'm just telling you, and like, you know, I know Brady talked about karma and that type of deal. Like, I just, you know, even, even if sometimes, like, something doesn't go your way, sometimes being leaving on a high note, leaving things good. You never know how things are going to come back around. Little did I, I mean, I had no idea that I would be coming back to Broken Arrow in 2017, you know? And so, I mean, but, but when I came back, I mean, it was just like I had never left. I mean, the, the people and, and stuff like that. And so I think more than anything else, you know, I, gosh, I hate to be, say if there's young guys listening, but crap, I've lost all my hair and I have to wear glasses now. So I guess I've earned it. But it's like, if there's anything that I would say for the young guys, like I get the whole football deal and get driven all that, but it is a people business and the people you meet and how you treat them will have a far greater impact on your career than how much football you know that. 
And that's going to do it for this episode of RTP. We want to again thank all of our sponsors. You guys make sure and go check them out. Help grow our community by telling other coaches about Run the Power. And if you enjoy Running the Power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. This will help our podcast rating as well as it will allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram, and you can find that at Run the Power. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.